You are tired of average. You want more out of life. You know you're capable of something greater. This show will help you become resilient in your home, at work, and in your community. Welcome to the Resilient Humans Podcast with your host, Kevin Wood. Welcome back to the Resilient Humans Podcast. We are located, well, you can't see this, but we're located at the kitchen table. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's fun. You, if you hear any clicky clacky in the background, just the dogs. I filled some bones with some peanut butter in hopes that it keeps them occupied, at least for a little while. <laughs> this is the best show intro yet. Yeah. Hey, man, keeping it real. Beware of dogs. Also, I'm just getting over a, uh, a sickness, so if it sounds like my sinuses are clogged, it's because they are. Yes. But Joanna's been keeping good care of me, so. I try. You have to talk part, into the microphone. It's part of my job. All right. All right. Yeah, so I have Joanna with me today. This is, uh, it's fun. It's fun having a, a different co-host on every now and then, so welcome back. Thanks. Yeah, what was our last episode about that we, you and I did? Coaches aren't perfect. Oh, yes. And the one before that was the uh, lessons learned from the games. Yes. So if you haven't right. listened to those two episodes and uh, you'd like to, go back. There's, uh, there's always that option. Featuring me, wife. There you go. Today's episode, uh, interesting topic, one that was actually requested and one that I've actually been thinking about for a while. And the question was... How do we decide things? That seems very broad. We make a lot of decisions in a day. Thousands. Thousands Thousands of decisions. And with that said, not all decisions are equal. Mm -mm. So there's some things like, what pair of socks am I going to put on? And what? It's usually the one for me. It's whatever's on top. Like I don't care what they look like, really. Um, maybe other people do care. And there's, there is a thing called decision fatigue. And so there's high-level uh, entrepreneurs or successful people that try to t- reduce or take away as many decisions as possible. And one of those things is what they wear. And so you see that as they'll... They just have a whole closet of the same shirt and the same pants and the same socks so that they don't have to decide. It's just that's what I like and that's what I'm going to wear every day. So that's that's part one. We take away some of the decisions, even if they seem like the easy ones that you don't really think about. But it gives space for some of the bigger things that you might have. Absolutely. So some decisions are pretty low impact. But if we do enough of them, it takes up enough mental real estate that it may make some of the higher impact decisions a little more challenging. I know there's some decisions that um, parents have to make that are more annoying and tedious than others, such as... What's for supper every day? (laughs) What do you pack in the kid's lunch every day? Yeah. I hate those decisions. Why? Um, because they're monotonous and they're 
all to do with other people. I have to decide what someone else is going to do, which for me is like a stressful situation. What makes it stressful? What if they don't want to do that? Or what if they don't like that? Did you listen to the episode two episodes ago about sandwiches? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Why do other people, when other people make you a sandwich, why does it taste better? Yes. We talked about this. Yeah. I don't know if I listened to it or if you just kind of gave me a rundown. I may have given you the rundown. (laughs) But why is that? Because it's novel. It's novelty. Somebody else made it for me. Like we we just had popcorn the other night. Mm -hmm. Why do you like my popcorn? Because you make good popcorn. But that's not true. (laughs) It's just popcorn. There's nothing special about it. I throw a little butter, throw a little salt on it, shake it up, bada bing, bada boom, and it's all yours, right? But it tastes different to you because I made it. But if you did the exact same thing, it wouldn't taste the same. And so that's that's an unfounded uh, thing that you said about what if they don't like it? There's a really good chance that we will because you made it. Well, you will. And you made it with love. Kids are a little different. <laughs> kids. We'll leave, we'll leave them out. We were talking about that the other day about how kids' lunches are vastly different than what our lunches were yes. back in the day. I had a, a Ziploc bag with Oscar Mayer wiener uh, bologna, bologna <laughs> a slab of cheese, mayo and mustard. And it was half squished by the time I got, got to lunch hour. So Yeah. And raw Mr. Noodles crunched up in a bag. That was the best. Yeah, with a frozen mini sip. Yeah, man. No straw. And now they're all like perfectly curated lunches with... Cut into the shape of hearts. (laughs) All this thought and effort put into it. And we got a smush sandwich. It's all good. It made us who we are today. Well, who are we making then? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's another podcast. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, how do people decide? Generally, there are three traditional ways that people decide things. And we're going to talk about like, um, medium to high impact things. Those ones that are low impact, like what color socks should I wear? Or, you know, what, what route should I drive to work today? Pretty low impact. They're not going to have like a huge difference. They're not going to make a huge difference in your life in the grand scheme of things. So these are things that are more like medium to high. Should I quit my job or what gym should I join or, you know, what diet should I start doing? These are all like mid to high level. And so one of the ways that people decide is they say, I just went with my gut. (laughs) What does that actually mean? Uh, what they wanted to do, not necessarily what they should do. Intuition. Okay. Boils down to luck. Yeah, could could right? could go well, could not. You're really just rolling the dice when you're saying that I'm I'm going with my gut. And there's no, you don't know what the outcome's going to be. You just let's see what happens. There's nothing wrong with that either. You're either going to find something really good or you're going to discover something that you don't want or don't like, which is also good information to have. 
going with your gut, I think would be best served for like, um, what do we want for supper mm. versus I'm just going to quit my job and see what happens. Well, obviously. like those are two huge, vastly different things. If I went with my gut on that one, we'd be in a much different place. Right. <laughs> exactly. So gut instinct, not bad for like low, low level, low impact decisions. But when it comes to those high impact decisions, that's something that you might not want to use as your deciding factor. Another one that people use is uh, just consensus. What does everybody else think? Well, what does that have to do with your decision? Ultimately, nothing, because it's your decision. However, I am guilty of that of, of having other people's opinions or um, ideas affect some of the decisions that I make. Do you have any examples? Um, I could probably come up with some examples. Um, but that's kind of a deep dive. I find that using it's almost like a scapegoat. It's, it's a very soft way of making decision. Well, let's see what everybody else thinks. That's, but if it's a decision that directly affects you, you are the one that needs to decide, not everybody else. And when I go back to, um, starting cross at Moncton, what if I asked everybody else? Then we wouldn't be here. We would not be on these microphones. No. Right? Wouldn't be where I am today if I if I use consensus as a means of determining if I wanted to start a business or not. I also didn't go with my gut instinct. What was that? I don't remember what it was back then. I'd have to really go back and think about it. My There was a lot of uh, push and pull when it came to that decision. It wasn't like an immediate... Yes, this is what I'm going to do because that's what my gut says. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit. So anyway, I, that's my belief is that using consensus is just an easy way out. It's a soft way of making a decision and not truly committing to what you want to decide. What if your decision affects other people? Like if it's one of those higher level decisions and it does affect other people. Sure. That's a good question. Ultimately, it comes down to you and what you want, but, sorry, and Mm -hmm. you can also have the input of others, but making the decision by saying, let's see what everybody else thinks. I don't think that's, uh, did I explain that well? Like the decision itself has to be made by you, even if it affects other people. You can still gather their input, which would help you make your decision, but don't let everybody else decide for you. Okay. More clear. There. Okay. Yeah. Next one. So I said three, three ways that people traditionally use to decide gut instinct consensus and the other one 
not necessarily a bad thing. It just depends on kind of where, where you're at or what you're doing is making a list of pros and cons. I think that's more common. Right. For big things. Yep. And the there's only, well, there's a main issue that I see with doing that. And it's that when you're making the list, you're going to have a bias in what you put on that list. Right. So is that where asking other people for views that you might not think of yourself would come in? Possibly. Possibly. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to come around full circle here <laughs> once I go over what I believe you could do instead of making a pros and cons list or asking a bunch of people or using your gut instinct. So I have a solution for that and I'll see what you think of it. Okay. And then we'll, I hope I, I get feedback from people listening to this and see what they think. Cause it's just what I've, I've used this personally and it's almost streamlined decisions that I need to make both that are important and urgent um, things that are not important and not urgent those kind of fall like, yeah use your gut find consensus make a list whatever but those ones that are urgent and important I would use this as a, a way of doing so so before I say that I just want to mention that deciding doesn't just mean that you're looking for the best outcome sometimes Deciding could also mean that you're choosing an option that will cause you to lose the least amount of ground. So I just wanted to like throw that out there first before I dive into this. So it's not always what's going to be the best, shiniest outcome possible. It might be just how am I, how are we going to suffer the least amount of loss? Right. So now that that's out there, now we'll get into it. So my strategy that I would suggest to use is first identifying what your values are and again I'm just going back to this this is for like mid to high impact decisions not these low-level things first identify your values how do you do that what I suggest is grabbing a pen grabbing some paper and writing down the names of three to five people that you either look up to or have looked up to in your life what do you do with those names? You're going to write down what they taught you that stuck with you in your current life. You might have trouble with this. That might be challenging for you. You can also ask other people. Um, but really, when you write it out, and write it out like a story, like one of them, and I've talked about him before, but um, Mike Fogarty, teacher in high school, he taught me that. People don't care how much you know until you, they know how much you care. And that lesson has stuck with me since high school. And so that's boiled down to the affirmation that I help people. Yep. That's it. And so when I make a decision and it, I basically stack it up against that value, is this going to help people? The answer is yes, then I don't really need to decide. It's, it's been already done. it's been decided for me based on my values. And I can use that with, with different things. One of the other values that I've learned over the years, oh dogs are going bananas. 
um, was through Cape and Rage and Cape Challenge. And that was taught to me from Wayne Chamberlain. And is is this thing going to challenge me? So when we decided, we, we just talked about this, uh, when we decided to peak Mount Katahdin twice in one day. Would not recommend. Yeah, but. Just as an aside. <laughs> we talked to the uh, the lady at the, the, what was it, the store there at the uh, base? It was, we stayed at a campground just outside the park, and then there was a lady that ran like a little convenience store. The little shop or whatever. They had maps and all <laughs> She's that stuff. She's like, yeah, I guess it could be done. And she said there was like one other guy she knows of that did it who was like a military guy. Yeah. Anyway, did it twice because that's a challenging thing. How many people have just went up once? Almost everybody. Anybody that's right? been there. And so the affirmation or the message that I get from doing things like that is that we can do hard things, that we're badasses, and I'm okay saying that. Those are good things. And so when you bank all of those hard things that you've done over your life because the, the affirmation is that I seek challenge, is this going to challenge me? Yes, love it. That's what I seek. Was starting this podcast a challenge? Yes, I seek it. So again, who are these people in your life? We all have people that we look up to. And if you don't, if you don't have somebody that you look up to, you can play the reverse card to this. Name some people that you don't look up to. What are qualities that they have that you do not want to have? And then what's the opposite of that? Because that's what you value. If somebody was in your life, always late for everything. They were kind of wishy-washy. They only showed up half the time. And that really stuck with you. You're like, no man, I, I value being punctual. I show up, I say what I'm gonna, I do what I'm gonna, I, hmm. <laughs> I say what I do and I do what I say, right? That can be one of your values. But you learn that based on what somebody else wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. So it's possible to play that reverse card. That's a good one. Yeah. And that's it. That's the entire lesson. How do you decide? You decide by first identifying your values, by finding out who in your life has taught you a lesson that has stuck with you. Write it out. What are those values? Then boil it down. I am the type of person that, fill in the blank, seeks challenge, um, helps people, um, gives a shit uh it doesn't matter anything whatever it is once you have those values set in front of you you can put them on like a, a fancy poster or print it out whatever use canva have this nice printout that you can look at and see every day and then when decisions come up match it up literally stack them beside those values do they line up yes or no if they do the decision's done if not, it may require some more data, may require you to, to reconsider exactly what's going on or to find alternate solutions, whatever it is. I like that. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. Which well, <laughs> I think that's a great 
reason to have your values. I don't think a lot of people do. I think a lot of people generally have an idea of who they are and what they believe. But I don't think a lot of people actually take the time to dive into it, to figure it out. What, like, what is it really? And to have that written down or to have like a hard copy that you can always refer to and use those as your affirmations in your daily life. It's not just, it's your, it's your North. It's North on your compass. Like it, it guides you. Gives direction to exactly everything, where to everything. everything. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Cause when I, I remember like, I always considered myself adventurous. Would you agree with that? I think I would consider you adventurous. Yeah. Yes. And so when it came time to actually buying my first car, what I what did I go with? Uh, I don't remember the name of it. The Honda the, Element. Oh, well, that was your first car. Well, it was my first new to me okay. car. Okay, I was thinking like the one you drove across the walkway. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. That was just like it was five hundred bucks, and that's all I could get. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. But the Honda Element, it it represented adventure and who I was and man I felt great driving around in that thing that was a great car for you yeah and I think the marketing really went along with uh, <laughs> with that I pinch I still I still remember that and you are the only person I know who remembers that ad man those and I saw ads. it in a movie theater somewhere yeah so many years ago well that's funny the things that stick with you yeah anyway the, buying a car I'd say that's a pretty big decision. And I was so happy with buying it that when I sold it, I actually just bought another. I just upgraded to a newer year, newer model. So um, now the cars are about practicality and what can we use to actually get around. So anyway. I think we'd probably still have one if they still made them. Yeah, they they discontinued them, which was unfortunate, but we definitely wouldn't be able to get our, the trailer around. No. Or anything else. No. But... All that again dives into the adventure component, right? Yeah. Like when we were out hiking, when, when we were under lockdown, I remember we were out hiking in Hillsborough and we saw this whole line of four wheelers drive by. We're like, man, imagine what you could see in the province if you had one of those. And I was like, I started thinking about it. I was like, I think I'd like to get one. And now, it, it was like a not long after that that you got one. Yeah. And it was like just last weekend or this weekend went out yesterday, 85 clicks or whatever it was, and just saw some amazing things. We saw about a dozen deer on the, right on the middle of the trail. Uh, I was out with Holly a couple weekends ago. We saw the most massive moose I've ever seen in my life. She didn't even know what it was because she never seen a moose in <laughs> real life. Anyway, it was an easy decision to get a four wheeler knowing about that the value of adventure and spending time with my family. Like it, it just lined up. It was like, yep, this is it. And so I love being outside. I love being with my family. I love nature. I mean, let's, let's get out and explore this province that we have. So there's just a real life example of making a decision and lining it up with the values. Mm -hmm. All right. I like that. Cool. Great show. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, Joe. You're welcome. Hopefully the dogs didn't distract. I'm literally playing with the dog right now. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a ball in my hand and she's just trying to grab it out of it. So not the perfect show, but again, you don't have to be perfect to do it. Just ship it. You just have to start. There you go. Shipped my pants. 
All right. <laughs> I just shit my pants. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe, and I'll see you next time.